At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What the fuck is up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Kill the Mockingbird. I'm your host, Sean Chris. And on today's episode, we got the host, Bill, from Woke and Bake Podcast. We're doing a little swap cast, chopping it up about some movies, a little conspiratorial and some current events mixed up. Uh, you know, we just kind of jumped into the conversation, didn't kind of structure it as an interview. So uh, just play it out. Let me tell you what you think. We got some more coming out. Check out the music, you know. Bandcamp, Sean Chris, go to Apple. Spotify, you can look up S E A N C H R I S and check out all my music. And uh, besides that, you know, just enjoy the uh, the conversation. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. They're taking what you're saying to them and they're hoping that you are what you talk. Let's be about everything we drop because we're gonna get tested on it. If, we, if, if the people on the street don't test us on it, God's gonna test us on it. Kill the Mockingbird, Truth or Report with Sean Chris. And Sebastian Farr. Kick his ass, Steve Ass. Wake up! Wake so up, America! Wake the fuck up! We'll get fucked the fuck up! Like Professor Schmidt out in California right now building the perfect skateboard. Oh, for right? sure. Or, or, or who knows oh, if, like, he maybe even yeah. if he knew, maybe if he knew more about it, like, you know, like, it's like when you drink, you know, like if uh, you're trying to drink Sprite or you're trying to drink water and you drink warm Sprite, you're like, Whoa, like your reaction. So maybe if like instead of it being like not known to him, uh, maybe like if he was knowing and, and kind of understanding the process and what the benefits could be from those psychedelics and uh, different things, like maybe it would have been a better option. But since you don't know, it kind of like. You, he probably had so much of his life where he's questioning, like, whoa, what is this? So he didn't realize that that affected him, I think, maybe too late, you know? Um, I, I think, well, he was also a boy, right? Like, he was, like, 15 or 16 years old. Um, That's what I mean, and, unaware and what of. they were doing, that, yeah. Um, but they weren't, like, they were just, like, giving him acid and saying, you know, like, you know, here you go. It was, like, some clockwork orange type shit. Like, he was he was on the receiving end of this darkness by grownups whose only job at the time were to, uh, was to protect him. You know, like that was their only gig at the time was to make sure that he was safe and that, uh, they were responsible for him. I, you know, I, I don't know if you have kids, I've got kids yeah, and you, you're one. responsible for them. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got to, your job is to protect them. And this adult's job, and I believe it was Harvard was to protect this child and, and what they subjected Tim too created uh, one of the prolific mass murders of our time. Uh, a genius with no question about it, and and I don't agree with his methods, but uh, every just about everything that he said was going to happen has kind of been happening. Oh, for sure. And and <laughs> so, but if he but he if he'd have pack, uh, chosen a path of love rather than a path of extreme violence. If he'd have chosen to, to have a smile rather than to hurt people, um, we might be living in a very, very different world. 
For sure. I like to look at it like, and plus, of course, because, you know, I'm a human being, so I want to make myself the center of, the, of, the, of every story. But I like to look at things like this, like every person can make a difference. So I always look at it like if I was there, I could have changed it. And But meaning by that, but replace me with somebody else, though, you know, like one person could have just interacted with them and be like, man, fuck that bullshit, whatever, and get them on. But if we don't get that, like, uh good like surrounding uh cast you know what i mean if you have no one else to turn to yeah. and your surrounding cast is kind of like ah kind of writes you off it i think it's tough i think and and on top of like you said getting like brainwashed as like a kid like i think that like kind of is 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 rough to get through but yeah he was super intelligent man like i think even more i think yeah he would have been up with like the uh uh, the apples and uh, the Teslas of like, well, to me, like Tesla's not, t- Tesla's overrated. He's not a, super intelligent. He just has a lot of money. He, he is intelligent and he makes smart decisions because even people think he invented the Tesla car. I'm like, no, he didn't. He bought that. <laughs> you know what I mean? He bought that from two brothers and like they were struggling. He hired really smart people. Yeah, which is a good, that, which is a great Smart skill. people hire smart people. Yeah, that is a fucking talent. Uh, by the way, what are you smoking, my friend? Oh, man. I think this one was uh, I forgot, man, because I got mixed up. People had to. I get. I just tell them to give me one of this and one of that. <laughs> I got um, but it's some like indica mix hybrid. Nice. <laughs> nice. Then I even brought out the. Uh, let me see if I got the bottle. Let's see. Brought out the little cup. I was like, ah, oh, let's have a little celebrated that seventeen seventy six. Enjoy your freedom, my friend. Enjoy your freedom. Um. Yeah, Ted Kaczynski's an interesting cat, man. He's he's an interesting cat with a, with some some very interesting ideas, and some some things were uh, you know like a, a lot of the predictions that he made have come to fruition. But I think that if you're any kind of like real uh, technocrat, then you saw a lot of the writing on the wall for for some of the stuff back in 1991, 1992. You look at movies like The Lawnmower Man, which are using concepts like virtual reality learning. Um, to make people super duper smart in a very short amount of time. What happens when they jack themselves into the matrix? Well, that's what happens when they jack themselves into the matrix. And you look at it, movies like that as sort of a precursor to um, to what we're seeing now. Um, what what is going to be you know the next step of that Oculus Rift? What is going to be that that singularity where you're you know uh, your your physical body is dead, but your um, but your conscious lives on in an avatar uh, in a series of X and O's and it all works out until the power grid goes off. And you're right with the precursors because I think they have like if, and everything like now that you said like the early 90s it made me think a little bit I'm like yeah Demolition Man you know you got Judge Dredd like all that kind of stuff and those are just the mainstream ones like not to mention uh, flicks like Dark City you know what I mean that kind of really uh, flipped everything upside down when I saw that in the theaters as a kid I, was, I walked out because I was like 13 or maybe four, maybe 12, 13 it was around I know it was around the time Titanic came out and I was like fuck this movie yeah. but I didn't get it you know what I mean it was just too much and I went and snuck into a different movie but then I saw it like when I was older, and I was like, "Oh man, this shit's a fucking total trip." And it's kind of a lot. Uh, you and you and once you start looking for like a message, like you see it in everything. You start, like, oh okay, like I see why they're pushing this narrative of wanting you to think this way about a certain person, and why do you want me to think this way about this person? Because you're right, we need to analyze everything. People say like, "Oh, someone did something bad," so we can't, they have all bad ideas. That's not true. Maybe they snapped, whatever the reason be, because every person's different in their circumstances. But they could have still 
said some prolific shit, some things that might be some substance. You know what I mean? Something that needs to be evaluated, but they push it down because they're like, oh, he was a terrorist or, you know what I mean? That he's, he's this, he's that, but they, they miss the message and they don't tell the full story on people, I think. And they give you what they want to give you of them. Either praise them as a hero and wipe away their bads or praise, uh, paint them as a villain and wipe away all their good. And, and we see that we see that throughout time, whether it's a, a football player who decides to make a political statement for one reason or another, uh, that, by the way, they as Americans are 100 percent allowed to make, um, you know, we uh, we tend to wipe away if you are a fan of what this uh, what this athlete did or what this athlete said, then no matter what they did, they're great. Um, and if you're not a fan of what this athlete said or did, well, then. I mean, I loved them when they were on my team, but I wish our athletes didn't have political opinions and thoughts and opinions like everyone else. Whether whether or not, uh, you know, you, you want to get into any of the conspiracy theories about why athletes have taken political stances that they've taken, um, the, the fact of the matter is, is there's, they're still Americans. They're still people. They still have uh, rights and, and freedoms and, and privileges to say whatever the fuck it is that they want to say. And you have a freedom to say crazy shit, whether or not it's on the internet. For sure. And and they not only have that right, but, like, everybody's pushing an agenda to say, like, I know we all say, like, like you said, conspiratorial. Like, of course, we could look that way on anything. But for sure, like, everybody has an agenda. We got to know that. Whether it's a good agenda or it's agenda for all the people, whether it's a personal agenda. You know what I mean? You have these ideologies that we're wrapped in. So all of us. And to say, like, a basketball player, it, it, his or uh, uh, is in his message is invalid or his opinion is invalid or a construction worker. That's just kind of to me saying like any common person, your job is not important enough. Same thing with all the discussions about like what's going on right now is people are like, oh, you don't have the, the knowledge to know that. I'm like, well, they're like, would you hear that on YouTube? I'm like, well, yeah. Well, did you know that classes have been online for like fucking five years? <laughs> Like people yeah. have been learning online. So you're you're mocking people for learning something from a YouTube channel and you're insinuating that they're they have no intelligence whatsoever. But I'm like, that's how people have been learning for like 10 years already, man. Like, what are you talking about? People actually use it as a tool to like figure out how to do stuff. <laughs> Even better, that's being told to you by someone who's a hundred thousand dollars in debt for a college education they don't use on a daily basis. So the people that are trying to tell you that your methods of learning are, are ignorant or they're stupid, fuck them. All right. <laughs> Generally speaking, those are people that aren't trying to learn anything because they're sitting where they're at uh, because maybe they're boring. Maybe they don't have any goals. Maybe they don't have any, any ideas of their own. Um, and so you can only be told an idea and understand it if it's being told to you by someone who's being paid uh, by advertisers to tell you that sort of thing. So like, I don't know what your, your background is before you started doing podcasts, but uh, for myself, I, I was a broadcaster. I did radio. And so I got to see some of the things and I got to, I got to really understand why things were done. And part of the reason, like when you watch news I and mean, you watch someone like, whether it's Rachel Maddow, whether it's Sean Hannity, whoever the angry person is, that's yelling at you in 12 minute increments, they're yelling in 12 minute increments because they're consistently upselling you. In the first commercial break, it's they're selling you like 
like a Kia or like a shitty Ford, and then they're selling you a, a, a shitty chain restaurant, and then they're selling you like a heart medication. And then as the clock go, as the clock builds and you get closer to like the, the, the 45 minute uh, break, that's when you start seeing that's the nice car. That's like the Mercedes or, or the Lexus or the, or the jacked up Ford SUV. Then you have like the nicer chain restaurant. And now it's, now you have the boner pills, but in the interim, they've sold you like another mid range vehicle. They sold you more shitty food and they've sold you another medication that you're going to need because the heart medication that they sold you in the 15 minute block is causing you some other fucking memory loss. Now you got memory loss and you got no erection and now you need the boner pill <laughs> and the BMW in the 45 minute block. And you've got to get to that restaurant with the $60 steak. You got you got to go to the chain restaurant with the sixty dollars steak uh, in your fucking BMW or your Mercedes or your fucking whatever it is that you're driving there, and you got to take the boner pill because that's the only way you can eat and drive like that. You got to fuck like a rock star too. <laughs> um, I would agree with that. That's kind of like what the whole reason kind of I started the podcast. Uh, I've been doing music since I was sixteen, but I mean I also work like regular ass jobs too. You know what I mean? Like going back and forth, talking to different, like you tell me execs, you meet A&Rs. And I can kind of relate on a different level, but you see a lot of the fakeness, a lot of, and you see a lot of the, uh, not just fakeness, because that's too played out, like orchestrated. That's a better word. It's orchestrated for you to feel a certain way. And the same thing with music, like you'll see people like just push uh, ideas that they want and they want these cert- you to be a certain way. They want you to look a certain way. And then you'll see even other artists like this. I've always been annoyed by it, it but like uh, they like take pictures. Like say you do a show, right? Like people, so it's just tricking people. So say you're going to do a show with Snoop Dogg. People are like, dang, you're going to do a show with Snoop Dogg. People aren't realizing that that person is selling tickets. They don't know Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg didn't say like, but the they let them think like, oh yeah, he he picked me out of everybody that raps. He picked me. And you're like, oh man. You know what I mean? And you just see the fakeness of it and you'll see them like post pictures with them and people are like, dang, you know Snoop Dogg. I'm like man, anybody can take a picture with a celebrity, man. And that kind of annoys me, but I guess it's because I'm not like, I hate idolizing people. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get it, man. I just don't, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't idolize anybody. I respect people. I see people that, and I can respect, like, dang, that's a I, work ethics, how you've got there. Like, I respect it, but I'm not going to, I don't idolize it. I don't, like, I don't know. I don't bask in it. And I just think people do that too much, and that's what it is in music. That's what a bunch of, like, we call it circle jerks, you know, even, like, the local scenes where they're just like, oh, yeah, you're good. You're good, too, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, dude, there's no criticism, no trying to better each other and become a better artist. But instead of just, like, t- patting each other on the back and telling you, good day, man, like, you know, we did it. It's not. Like, and I'm not saying that I'm somebody that's above anybody, like, but I think I know Anata and I'm knowledgeable enough. Like, I didn't take certain routes because I was like, eh. And plus, I was kind of fucked up, too, you know. <laughs> I would get drunk and stuff. And you know, when you're young and 20 and people are like, yeah, let's just do music. You're like, ah, let's just do music. Get faded. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Now it's more of a, like, I guess I would have wished I looked at it as a business, but the business side always uh, disturbed me because of that idolization and this fake, like, uh, orchestrated world that everything had to be a certain fit. You had to have a look. I'm like, man, I'm just me, man. I don't know what you mean, man. I don't know what that means. I don't know who else to be. I can't be this thing. I'm going to talk shit. I'm going to say things that you don't like. And you know what I mean? I'm going to be who I am. And I'm not going to dress a certain way, but, like, it's just... I, I, that's how I could a little bit relate to that uh, 
scenario. I, I, I get it. Uh, I, I did music as well uh, when I was younger in Germany. And I saw it uh, at, at that same level where nobody can really give criticism. And, 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 and when I say criticism, people have an inability to, to give feedback, right? Um, because especially in, in a smaller environment, um, because people don't necessarily know what to do to be better, otherwise they'd be doing it. Um, luck, I mean, in Alaska now, there are, this has been a migratory place. So like you have, uh, musically, you've got guys like Raw Beats, who was down in the lower 48s doing track for, tracks for dudes like the Youngbloods, but now he's back up here. You have, you have folks from down south who have come up here and then other folks who have just um, brought talent up to kind of help show us the ropes musically, um, just because we're, we're, we're very secluded. But, but going back to what you say about positive and negative feedback, people just don't know, a lot of it don't know how to give criticism. But on that level of the major labels, you always have someone in the artist's ear saying, you should do this, you should do this, you should wear this. Not necessarily this is why you should wear this, but but if they're telling you why you should wear it and you're wearing it as an artist, I don't, I mean, a t-shirt's a t-shirt maybe, but at the same time, but why was that t-shirt chosen? Why are these particular colorways chosen? Why are these particular brands favored? Um, and then you start looking into, well, what do these different color combinations mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, People have a hard time accepting criticism and feedback, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, they really do, man. Trust me, because, like, uh, I tell people, like, people ask me, they go, what do you think? Like, because I could take criticism. Like, dude, of course, when someone criticizes me at first, I'm like, fuck that person. Like, you know, you're all pissed off. But then you kind of think about it, and you're like, were, were they right? Was the criticism right? And you're like, yeah, it was. I can improve that. So then I go back and I work on it. But when I try to tell people, I always try to go and I try to do it the best way possible. I tell them the positive side. I say, look, I think you're good at this, 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 and this, but I think you really need to improve on these. But as soon as you go to the, if you don't just go, man, that was dope, then they're like, they just are pissed or disappointed and sad and heartbroken. And you're like, dude, I'm just trying to give you, I want you to be better, don't you? Like, if I had shit on my face and you let me be at the party, I, I'm not going to be happy. Mad at you if you say, hey, man, you got something on your face. I'm going to be pissed if you don't tell me anything. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to walk around a party with shit on my face. If you, if you rap shitty or you're not singing well or you're hitting a certain note a certain way, I would want to know. Be like, hey, man, yeah, that performance was great, but, man, this one part you kind of... And I'll be like, oh, good to know. You know what I mean? And you're right. We do have to have that mentality more, though, to be able to take those criticisms. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about what brought us together today, because I think that this is this is very special because it's the weekend. It's Super Bowl weekend. Yes, sir. Uh, we've got we've got uh, we've got the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. We've got a lot of a lot of names. Uh, Tom Brady uh, is respected, called by many the goat. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, that's um, why I'm wearing the Raiders because, like, you know, he fucked my team over and. Hey, is it all right if I cuss? I don't know if that's bad or nothing. Cause I cuss. This is the internet. You okay. say whatever you want. Because I went on a couple of people's and they're like, hey, man, can you tell them the cussing? I'm like, oh, my fucking bad. <laughs> dude, we're, dude, we're, 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 yeah, dude, we're, <laughs> say whatever you, this is, remember what I said about athletes, like, taking yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can say 
whatever the fuck you want to say, dude. This okay, is America. Sure, yeah. That's that's the same how my podcast is. I just be like, man, say what the fuck. That's isn't that what the whole point of a podcast? <laughs> we made, but some people do have rules, and I guess, and I understand some of them because they have fans, and some of their fans don't uh, prefer without profanity. And I, I get it in some senses, but I was like, man, but cussing is just part of the <laughs> the lingo. Well, okay, so there are different things. Like, um, they, they can be restreaming. They can be podcasts that are doing something with their local terrestrial radio station. They could have whatever their marketing is. Maybe they have to go back. Maybe they edit that stuff out for because they don't want to say, you know, maybe they do have more kids listening. And I assume that that there are kids out there that, that listen to me. Um, but at the same time, when I was 17, 18, shit, when I was 12, man, I was listening to Body Count, dude. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I'm, there's really not a lot that I, I think you can play for a kid that's listened to NBA young boy, uh, that would be terribly shocked by Dude. anything I might say. Yeah. I always tell them um, that too. You can, they could go on Pornhub, man. Like you think, you think that's bad. They're listening to this. They're, they're what you should see their other, uh, browser history. <laughs> I mean, more than anything, if. If the 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 cursing, if like saying the fuck or the shit is what get is what is getting you to that thought, like that idea that you're really trying to reach to, then all we're doing, right, is we're just navigating a road to get to a destination. And from that destination, all we're doing is going someplace else. If we make it about if we make getting upset about one or two words, right, that everyone gets to share with everybody. Right. We, these are words. They don't, they don't have ownership of them. You don't own them. I don't own them. Why am I going to get upset because of, uh, and get prohibitive uh, that on the interweb uh, that I'm not paying bills on, um, you know, that, that everyone is sharing equally. You say whatever you want, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing. I would just ask, you know, because this is your um, domain. So always got to be uh, a little bit respectful. But you said about the Super Bowl, I, right? I, you said we're uh, uh, – yeah, let's talk about Do you, about got, do you got a Bowl. predictions or anything? Who do you, who do you uh you a football guy at first or are you just kind of Ooh, see no. And and the big part of that is because at this point uh the rules in football have been um so chopped up and bureaucratized that it exists it exists to sell advertising. Yeah. If your average 30 second clip on the inter, uh during the uh the Super Bowl is a, mi- a million dollars. Let's say it's a million dollars, right? And it's probably way more than that, I'm sure, right? Because there are a lot of mil- a lot of people with a million dollars. If Logan Paul wants to spend a million dollars to make fun of Floyd Mayweather for 30 seconds during the Super Bowl, <laughs> yeah. that's a question to make at this point. Should you do it? Absolutely. Why not? You'll get one ticket. Let's see what happens. Um, but... What I'm saying is, is those rules exist so that you can take commercial breaks so that they can sell you that advertising. That's why you're going to see crazy shit. You're going to see crazy flags on the play. You're going to see crazy shit called um, because they're going to need to take that 30 second uh, or one minute break to review some video because we got bills to pay because they haven't been able to put anyone in the stands like they're used to for over a year now. Yeah. Okay, so you got to recoup your losses. If you're watching the Super Bowl, plan on spending a lot of time in front of the TV, have some good snacks because you're going to be there for a while. But even when it's not, it's four hours of sitting for eight minutes of action. 
you know, and, and for me, like that's, there are better ways to spend my, my, uh, my, my weeknights or my, my Sunday afternoons. I would agree. I usually wouldn't agree with you. Like, but this season I didn't really pay attention. I'm usually pretty, I'm big on college ball and, uh, NFL. I, uh, like I'm a Raider fan and I'm uh, Michigan and I follow UCLA and stuff like that. But man, I try to watch a couple games this year. And when there was nobody in the stands, like I was like, this is, this like to me, the the crowd is part is the other part of the game, and like being in the stands, like so, like someone broke down to me. They're like, "How can you like break down conspiracies and talk about propaganda and talk about all this stuff and still watch sports?" And I go, "Well, to me, it's different. Like I I get I go. It's the uh, camaraderie that I have with like friends and family going over and hey, let's go meet up. We're gonna go, you know. And I look at it like that. And this year actually made me really embrace that a lot more. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't going to the bar and going just getting super faded and like watching the game and having fun i was more spending time with family and i wasn't even paying attention to the games as much because you're right they were way more uh, they were so lackadaisical and just flags and so many ads like you said the games uh were just so sluggish it was boring it was not fun to watch I I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I tried my, my in-laws were up uh, at the end of the summer. I, there was a, it was weird. There are a couple of things that are, that are really fucked me up. See, I'm in, I'm an MMA guy, right? I love mixed martial arts. And so I love the lack of a crowd there. I think that's great. Um, if I were to be a fan of basketball in the modern age or the NFL in the modern age, I want to know what these dudes are saying to each other on the court. You're piping in a fake crowd. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. All right. I do not care. Was it um wasn't Draymond Green? Who was it that um that smashed uh LeBron's mom? Oh, um, um uh Delonte West. Delonte West. Yeah. So how many times in a game? Because you know. If there's a dude who's learning Japanese so that he can properly talk shit to Kobe Bryant on a court, then you know, you know for a fact people are saying mad shit about uh, uh, LeBron's mom and Delonte West. That's the shit I want to hear. I want to hear oh. that next level of talking shit. If I can hear um, – if if Max Holloway in the middle of a fight can hear, um, can hear the announcer say – Max Holloway might be the best boxer in MMA and Max Holloway can punch a grown man in the face while he's having a conversation with the announcing booth. Fuck the crowd and fuck the fake noises. Give me, give me what I want or I'm not going to tune in because I have so many more options. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, uh, making it more, uh, interactive with the fans. When you pump the, with, when there's fans there, it is, it seems more interactive. It feels more interactive. And like you said, if you can't have fans, don't pump the fake noise, focus on the field. And what, but they, the reason is, is that they're, they're worried about their branding. They're an old company. And like UFC, for instance, Dana White has a different theory and he came up at a different time and he's like, man, my guys are going to do what they're going to do. Like, does he have his little, like, you know, Hey, you got to stay in these parameters. Yes. But, uh, but not he has lets them a lot be more loose than than the NFL. The NFL doesn't let their players be loose at all. They're like on strict regimens. A lot of people, a lot of them can't uh, have motorcycles or own certain type of cars because they're worried about them getting into accidents or getting hurt. So there's a lot into it, and there's a lot of bullshit too that they got to deal with. And sometimes that pisses me off too. Like knowing that players get fined. For, uh, you know, like if their socks are down or something like that, their jerseys are messed up, like just for having your that messed up, you get fined for that. But what's even worse is that this was a couple years ago um, 
what was his name? I can't remember his name, but he played for the Steelers. Uh, uh, D'Angelo Williams, right? So uh, you know how in October they had the whole like you know uh, breast cancer awareness month. His mom died from breast cancer, so he was he, after that month he was like, I'm still gonna wear these cleats. Like it means something to him. He was getting fined every game that he wore those cleats. That's crazy. That's insanity. I'm like, what the. <laughs> It, like I can't even fathom how you could think that that's okay. And since, but then once they got backlash, that's when they introduced. I think the next year, the year after that, the oh, the players could wear whatever kind of cleats they want to push whatever organization they want. They do it like once a year, or twice a year now. Like then, then people, the the players have the like custom cleats. So it's just when you do see the bureaucracy behind stuff, sometimes it kind of ru- it can ruin it for you, for sure. And I think that's why a lot of the UFC fans like it, because it's kind of straightforward. It is what it is. You know if the guy's a piece of shit, he's a piece of shit, but he's a good fighter, he's a good fighter. You know what I mean? If he's a good guy, he's a good guy. It, it, it really doesn't matter. It all matters in the ring what you versus you, you know what I mean? That's the beauty of, of to me, uh, mixed martial arts, is that it's just me and you, man. Nobody's going to save you, like obviously the referee, but you know what I mean? For the most part, it's just me and you and everything I got. It's not like boxing where you have strategy. You have strategy in UFC too, but in boxing, you know, you're dancing around. You're trying to get points. In UFC, you're trying to win, man. You're trying to dominate the round. Yeah. And um, the other thing with with the, the the I like to call them the baby billionaires, right? These conglomerates, these groups of uh, men, uh, generally speaking, that that own these NFL teams, right? They are they are the presidents, they are the owners of this little micro nation, and their soldiers, their little soldiers, are going to war against this other army. Uh, that is owned by this other baby billionaire who hires these generals, right? The the baby billionaires don't give a fuck, right? Like generally speaking about the players, the players are there to do nothing but generate income for them. Everything is built on the backs of of the players and the coaches. And and going back to like the piping in of the audience, um, shit, you could pipe in the coaches. The corners, generally speaking, are more entertaining than whatever's being said in in the, the ring anyway. And if you have fans uh, who are, you know, watching on on a delay anyway, it's not like you know the the, t- the other team is getting any any inside access. But like those, um, I think that those sorts of things, like taking advantage of the lack of an audience and taking advantage of the the fact that fewer people are watching makes it a beautiful thing and and for missing Um, a moment that like where people want to be more intimate with whatever like you know what i mean they want that's why like if you're a a movie star or a a a rapper singer whatever you can't just be that you have to have a podcast you have to have a blog you have to be more they have to know more about you so you're right that would be perfect hear the coach say some plays you know what i mean uh, uh, uh yeah. hear them yelling at the players, hear the, the, the aggressiveness, like that, that would be cool. Or even like the cool conversations that like you say, where, where someone's like, huh, last week, fuck, you know what I mean? Or did you catch sure. this episode of blah, blah, blah? Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the shit talking on the field is, is part of what makes the, that's why guys that, that, that played the game in high school and college still watch the game now because they know what it's like on the field. But if, if from a fan's perspective, right. It allows you to be a better fan. And now you're telling, now you want people who are stuck at home, who can't leave their house to remember the good times when they could go back out with their friends. But you got to listen to the man. You can't get together with your friends because otherwise grandma dies. But eventually grandma's going to die. 
and and it may not be from from a cough. It might be the fact that she's uh, she's a heavy smoker and uh, she's been eating gummy bears for breakfast every day since she was a little girl. Quite possibly, but you can't. Go but you can't. But you can't go outside, and you can't go and and watch a game with your friends. But we want you to remember what it was like when you could leave the house. Yeah, feel- don't be sad. You can't go anywhere. It really makes it. That's what I was telling people that last year really, I think like uh, for me personally, like I've I've always like dabbled in conspiracies and and cover ups and, uh, you know, government things as well as music and just looking into everything. But I was I wasn't on it for a while because I was like, man, people don't care. Right. People just don't care. But after like last March, every you know, last February. A year ago, people were kind of being a little bit more open to it. And that's kind of like why I started the podcast, because I started it like last May. And I just think that people are like looking for more information, but the information so like uh, marketed, like you're saying, you know what I mean? Everything's marketed, like whether you're getting your news, your sports, uh, whatever. It's all this marketing scheme. So it's like it, it sucks when you look at it sometimes, because if you look at it as the schematics of it, it's all about pushing something to for you to buy something because we're a, a, a consumer uh, economy. So they're like, hey, come on, come on, guys. Like you said, and not just that, we're also going to not let you, we're going to restrict you from doing things, but it's okay that we do this. You can't have 10 people at your house or five people at your house, but not only can we have 53 players on each sideline, not to mention plus about 10 to 15 coaches, not to mention plus about 10 probably to 15 doctors and, and trainers and, you know, like massage people, <laughs> maybe more, plus the officials. Plus, So that's you're, – you're looking – with their families over there, you're looking at a good, what, three, four, five hundred people? And, and they're in these states where they're saying everything's locked down. It's kind of a slap in the face. It, it's just a, a – this elitist attitude came uh, – I dance around that, but what I was trying – my point was like uh, – this elitist attitude has been shown and revealed now in the, in our country, and I think that's the big the big problem that is not to be addressed. And it's been for a long time. There's been a class clash for a while, and now it's turning into a war. And I think that that's where a, a lot of people are are really kind of they're fucking it up, right? Um, Martin Luther King wasn't assassinated because. Um, uh, because he was speaking up uh, uh, for 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 black folks, for for the indigenous people, for for people of color, he was he was assassinated when he started making the broader picture of poor poor people as a whole. Start talking about well, everyone really is getting fucked, um, and there are elitists of of all nationalities, of all races, um, of all ethnic groups. And they're all, almost their sole occupation is to shit on the poor. And it, it happens in India. It's happened in the Middle East. It happens clearly in the United States. It happens everywhere you go. Um, so how do we get people out of um, starting getting out of that position of, of, of that mental, uh, that, that mentally being broken, right? You've, I don't want to say you've turned victimhood into a commodity, Um but you've you've turned it in. You've turned victimhood into. Um, all, I don't want to say a badge of honor, but it's it's. I, I believe fuck- they, they weaponize it. You know, it kind of weaponizes it where it's um, used as a tool to get your point across and push a certain agenda when need be. You know, you can use yeah. it as a, a fallback. 
and to, and you're exactly right because the same thing happened to Fred Hampton, you know, the leader of the Black Panthers. He was just not assassinated for being the leader of the Black Panthers because they knew he was that for a long time and they could have done that a long time ago. But what when he started talking to other uh, organizations and being like, hmm, hey, guess what, man? It looks like we're in the same situation. I know you don't like me and I don't like you, but we have the same goal. So th- that 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 communication is once they see that unity, that's when it's like, okay, we need to break things up. And that's why we need to cause chaos. And that's when I'm not saying there's not racist people. I'm not saying there's not people that will, uh, you know, capitalize on those moments for sure. But they're, they're exaggerated, in fact, so that it can look a certain way when the reality is, is that, People need to know that as a group, the the uh, there's an elite class and the rest of us, and that and we're fighting to pretend like, oh, I got this better car, like you said, I got the BMW, I I went to the steakhouse, I got the girl, and I got the boner pill. You know what I mean? I'm good to go, but that's I got the better tech. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's it's just this competition. There is no competition. It's this feast or famine. I've been talking about this a lot lately. I think that's this feast or famine mentality that where we're just like, oh, you know what, man? There's not enough food. There's not enough land. There's not enough water. There is. There's enough everything. And actually, if we work together, we would accomplish a lot more. And the reason we're fighting is stupid and insignificant because we're fighting over things that are are irrelevant about religion. Okay, well, do you know? Nobody knows the actual full truth of any religion, so we should just respect whatever anybody believes because nobody actually knows. You could say, oh, I read from the Bible, this and that. No. Okay. Well, you know what you read. Maybe I always say, like, how can you say Christianity or this is right if – what's the right one? Because if I was born Muslim, right, and my grandpa's Muslim, my grandmother's Muslim, everybody in my family, everybody I looked up to is Muslim, and then someone's going to be like (laughs) – Wrong religion, bud. And like, I'm getting to heaven. I'm like, damn, man, what? Like, how, why would that, that would be a sick game for God to play. I think that we as humans have uh, divided each other and, and it's a lot been played by the elitist class using race, using identity politics and religion and such, so forth to divide people. So what are your thoughts on Marjorie Taylor Greene? Because this is a conversation that I've been interested in having. Are you familiar with her? A little, and I started looking a little bit more once I seen her trending on Twitter, and I was like, I don't, uh, to just start off, I don't agree with her on a lot of things, but uh, what I think was done to her was completely wrong. So uh, for those of you listening or viewing, um, if you're not familiar with Marjorie Taylor Greene, if you're one of our listeners, I, the cool thing about listening or checking the the where this plays out like if you're in russia right now marjorie taylor green is a member of what i would call our parliament and uh she in a previous occupation before she was an elected representative um her job like mine uh is to occasionally talk about crazy shit they see on the internet and if your job is to report on crazy shit that you see on the internet you're going to come across crazy shit on the internet. Whether or not you believe the crazy shit on the internet, your job is to be entertaining and keep people's attention. The same way that if you are an artist, if you are a rapper, perfect example in 2020 was a rapper by the name of Flea Lord. The dude dropped an album a month the entire year, dropped records with Pete Rock, with uh, Buckwild, with everybody. He was consistently putting out new music. If your job is to generate interest based on the internet, you have to consistently put out new material. And sometimes that new material involves repeating crazy shit. The lady that did the pandemic documentary 
uh, once agreed on video that it's a, that there is a likelihood that Q is JFK Jr. And if you go down that rabbit hole, that means that his death was faked 22 years ago uh, and that he has secretly been hiding, lying in wait to be exposed as Q. Doesn't necessarily mean that she believed it, but that is an idea that other people who've put far more research into that than I have. If someone talks to me about Jesus or Muhammad, or they talk to me about their religious beliefs, I have to assume that they know what they're talking about because I don't. So if you're Marjorie Taylor Greene and your job, is, and you've decided that your job, because this is all, this is, these are jobs that we chose, right? These are occupations. That's why I'm not running for public office because <laughs> I'm thinking I, about it. <laughs> I, and, and I've thought about it and I have thought about it. It's crossed my mind. Uh, it's been asked, would you, would you consider doing this? And I've put real thought into it. My, I have more fun saying crazy shit on the internet, talking to, to, to fine folks in Michigan about their ideas and how these things are affecting us because you and I can do more through your community, through my community, not being elected officials, just interacting and being parts of our community. All right. Um, I, uh, have a very good friend who I met through the radio and he, um, his before he got involved in radio, he was just active in the community. And so he was able to, to show me around and point out, no, this was when this guy was the mayor, he used to travel around with a photographer. So when you see him doing good stuff, he's not doing good stuff to do good stuff. He's doing it for the photo op. He's doing it to be an Instagram influencer, but he's trying to do it for old people who don't use Instagram. All right. And that's all they're doing. They're the chicks holding up signs at a BLM uh, demonstration. You don't give a fuck. You don't care. You don't, you, you don't give a fuck. You're there for the photo. All right. You took your photo and then you went to lunch at PF Chang's or wherever the fucking nice chain restaurant you went to afterwards. Um, you know, you, you didn't support anyone in a, in a real meaningful struggle. You took a picture for likes. For sure. And even like, even some of the, those people you saw videos of, uh, people uh, going after, you know, like riots and stuff and cleaning up. Like they would want to run out there, fucking clean up and run back in their car. Like, you know what I mean? They look like they were doing something. It's like, you're right. Like these people are just trying to, because we've gotten to that, like that idolization has turned over so bad now that people want it. It's a drug. So it, it even sometimes I can find myself like, I'm like, I'm looking at, I'm like, why am I looking at how many things that people have watched this? I shouldn't even care. It does shouldn't even matter, but it does get to me every now and then like, hmm, how many, uh, how does this one get? And then you kind of got to go back and be like, oh, well, what does it even matter? Right? Because that's not the point of why I wanted to do a podcast. So I, you got to bring yourself back. And I think that a lot of these people aren't surrounded by good people. So they drag them down. As far as Marjorie, I think that, her thoughts from, especially that post, for instance, a lot of people brought up that post. I kept hearing people talk about space lasers, and I thought this was hilarious because I, I talked to a bunch of people on Twitter, a bunch of people also on Twitter that I'll call out because they, they talk a lot of shit on Twitter. I'll tell you this, but when I tell them, I go, let's do live, man. Jump on my Instagram live. I'll throw you on my podcast on my uh, RSS feed. Say what you say and, and let it be heard for the internet forever. You know what I mean? Where forever, oh, you don't want it forever because you're just, you don't not sure about it. Okay. But um, they're saying space lasers. And I'm like, like it's some, oh, <laughs> this crazy lady. I said, the Pentagon in September 
made a public statement that said that Russia and China have weaponized their satellites with direct energy weapons, which are lasers, so in turn are space lasers. <laughs> which she didn't say either. She didn't say space lasers. She's talked about direct energy weapons in the, in the fires. And she was also talking about, and, and in that post, she was kind of like, hmm, that's kind of weird. It's kind of weird that this company is linked with Rothschild. She was trying to make some connections, which could be, but she didn't make any accusations. She she was questioning and kind of like making things suspicious. And it kind of just irritates me that these politicians now are pushing to be like, don't question anything. And now you got people like AOC, who's on her Twitter, sending emails to her fans, telling them to uh, report people that are um, in numbers, in droves, report all these people that are going against uh, me saying that I, I, I was, uh, that I didn't die at the Capitol. She's trying to say she died at the Capitol, and I'm like, you didn't die. We see you. <laughs> she, uh, she's an interesting, she's an interesting lady, um, and and I don't doubt that being in that situation was very tremendous. All right, um, you, you're, um, however, to overstate what you did, or I don't know, man, I don't. She's, uh, I don't know, that AOC is an interesting lady, um, but more than anything, like with um, with all of that, going to the, the Marjorie Taylor, like when did it become a thing that A, parents were, or kids were reporting their parents, right, um, for being at the Capitol. Um, like clearly you don't want to go to Christmas next year. Like you're fan, <laughs> like... <laughs> Yo, you're you have people need to spend more time with their kids. But that's for likes too, um, though, man. That's also for likes and recognition. It's it's. It, yeah, how many people? How many people do you think? What's that? How many people do you think went to participate in in riots and were like live streaming their shit? Like, hey, I'm setting a fucking cop car on fire! Yay! Oh, okay, I see or, tons of them. Hey, man. I'm breaking into the Capitol. I was watching dudes all were, those. Dudes were shooting videos, taking selfies with fucking with the cops, which is also. Uh, kind of terrifying, but um, you know you're you're in that position. But at the same time, like if you're a cop and there's like seventy of them around you and you've got thirty rounds, like you can't start blasting. Yeah, like well, you're you're this is that that image doesn't look good. A, a cop just unloading on on civilians. But I will say, um, I was a prior Air Force and I was security forces in the Air Force. The woman that uh, was shot by security um, at the Capitol, yeah, she was also prior Air Force security forces. She was law enforcement. She was a cop. She did that for 12 years, which means every year, at least once, she did called a use of force training, which is they go through when you can shoot, uh, un- under what circumstances um, you can kill a civilian. Um, you know, and, and they go from green to red. And so she would have done that every year for 12 years. Don't feel bad for her. However, laugh out loud for the lady who was walking around with a Gadsden flag and then got trampled. Cause that's funny. <laughs> well, that's, that, that's a unique perspective. I mean, I guess, you know, that's why I say life is perspective because obviously I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't know that that would be something that, that is in embedded into your brain, but also, but to me, I question it like this. It's just kind of weird because it's like. What? So, so would you say like would you say that the guy was justified then? Uh, me not knowing maybe the training would he would he have been following his training of what is that what you're saying? Because I'm not sure. 
hundred percent. Okay. She is trying to gain access to a protection level resource. That protection level resource is going to be your legislature, right? Honestly, there, there are some questions that need to be asked. Why, why wasn't the national guard there to begin with? You know, you have hundreds of thousands of people showing up for a party and they're all angry. All right. And you knew about and it you for have, over a and month. And you have a president. Yes. Yeah. You you had time to prepare for this. All right. I'm sure they got a permit. All right. The president was showing up. Like you knew this was a thing that was occurring. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Secret so Service just was, doesn't let the president just walk around wherever the hell he pleases. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you knew there were going to be hundreds of thousands of people there. You knew that Congress was going to be there. You didn't take any steps to um, to protect them beyond what clearly didn't work. But yeah, um, because in two thousand seven, because this is one thing I brought up before too. Sorry to cut you off. Um, in two thousand seven, when a bunch of like uh, veterans were protesting the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan because they were tired of them, they felt they were useless wars. Guess what? They had a presence there. They had uh, everything was cut off. They 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 had cops. They had a uh, national guard. Why then? Why have these other protests? Do they have them? And the one time when you know that people are angry, people are stupid. Like I keep telling people, you know, people. Not only was there probably antagonizers, but then you also got to consider there was drunk people. Don't fucking lie to yourself. It's like going to. A, it was probably like going to a tailgate. You know what I mean? Everybody was probably in there fucking cooking. Yeah, fucking Trump, motherfucker, and then fucking giving you a burger. Here, you want a beer? Or what? Yeah, man. Shots, baby. Like you know what I mean? Like that kind of shit was definitely happening. Absolutely. You are going to a tailgate knowing your team lost. All right. You're getting fucked oh, up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> big time. <laughs> and you were supposed to and, win big time. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So here's where it gets really, really interesting, right? So we talk about the Super Bowl. We talk about, let's talk about the inauguration. Okay. So let's talk about some of the names that were involved in the inauguration celebration. Tom Hanks. That dude's that not even an American city anymore. And we're talking about the, the events of the last year and conspiracy theories gone wild, right? If there is, if you are trying to convince people that you are not the leader of the dark cabal evil, all right, why would you get the lady that did the child sacrifice seance at the Super Bowl last year? Why would you get uh, Lady Gaga with and her ties to uh, Marina Abramovich. Yeah. Uh, why? I mean, like, if you're into the dark conspiracy shit, right? And this, this is what got like I around April, like, I kind of pulled back a lot on the conspiracy stuff because it was just too fucking much, right? And this is why you start looking at every name that was involved with this inauguration celebration for Joe Biden. If you get into the dark stuff, you're lapping this up like a uh like a, a fucking dog with a cold bowl of water on a hot day. Like you're you're diving in My and you're sucking all of this down because everyone who's been attached to dark shit for the last 5 years. Any if you've gone down any of the dark for like sure. yeah, yeah. Alex Jones with the volume turned rabbit holes. These are the darkest of the dark. Bill Gates, who by the way, is not a medical professional. He could not protect Microsoft Office from viruses. <laughs> that's the guy um, That's the guy leading the charge to inject shit in you. Okay? 
Um, and the last thing that they're saying is take care of yourself. The last thing that they're saying is get out of the house, interact with people, um, get sweaty, work out, uh, shock your uh, shock your immune system, have a good time and live your life. What they're saying is live in fear, get some shots. It'll make everything okay. In the meantime, uh, don't leave the house. We're going to, we're going to make it. So everything is delivered to your big, stupid piehole. whether it's your, whether it's your clothes, whether it's your food, whether it's whatever the, your groceries, uh, your home Depot shit, shit will be delivered to you. You don't have to leave your house. Um, don't interact with anyone because they'll kill Unless you. Unless it's online. Because they'll all kill and you can And you can do – and you can interact online, but we have to see who you're talking to and what are you talking about. And maybe we might have to put some disclaimers. And if we have to put a lot of disclaimers, maybe we might have to suspend you. And if we have to suspend you a lot, maybe we might have to just delete you. You know, just, I mean, but it's free speech for all, though. But my argument about Bill Gates is the same as kind of what you're saying. It's like – Okay, you know what's going around right now, whether true or not, right? Whether it's like we could, like, I always look at everything like I'm kind of 50-50 on everything because I'm like, I could see the possibility of that. And I think there's nothing wrong in speculating on possibilities. Now, am I saying it's factual? I mean, like, in some senses, you could see some factual evidence of things that are actually happening. Now, do I know if that's a... Uh, a total agenda that's actually being embarked by a bunch of people? I don't know, but I do know that rich people do try to fuck over other people just to stay rich. So that's not a, like, conspiracy. That's actual fact. And um, I think that, like, we get stuck in these rabbit holes and all this shit, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Man, I lost my thought, man. <laughs> that's okay. Uh-uh. I, I, I do want to. Oh, oh, that's what I was going to say. But uh, my, my bad. Uh, why does it, if Bill Gates knows this about all this conspiracy stuff, why doesn't he just step out of the limelight? You choose to go on CNN. You choose to go on MSNBC. You could just shut the fuck up and make your money. You choose to go. It's your ego, maybe. I don't know. But like, I'm like, if you, because you could just vanish and say nothing, people would forget about you because you're not that relevant. But. You can do what you want to do. But for some reason, he has this, like, I don't know, like I said, if it's ego or what, but he's got to be like, I got to be on TV. Well, make somebody else be the spokesperson. Maybe that you could change the image. You think you would be smarter. That's the thing I argue. Like, if you're going to take, if you're trying to take over the world, you're doing a shitty job at it because marketing should be the key. Like, in some senses, they are great at marketing when they do with uh, identity politics. But, like, you can see, like, hey, Bill Gates, people don't like him. Let's switch it. They're, they're finally getting the message of Fauci, and they are switching Fauci. You could see there's this new guy. I forgot his name, but you could see he's going to be taking uh, the media role for Fauci pretty soon. And that's what they got to do. It's like, come on, man. Simple strategy, man. Like, even if, like, I'm I, obviously, like, I don't like it as, a, as a, a citizen, but you would think that these people would be smart. If you're going to manipulate it, at least do it the right way. <laughs> I- yeah, I think that one of the things that, uh, by the way, I've got a, I'm opening and closing the window, but it's, this is Alaska. So it's like 20 degrees. So it gets real cold. Oh, real yeah, look, I'm with you right now. I'm at 19 today. I think, oh no, we got to 23. I think today, like the other day we had a little ice storm and stuff. We're not as bad wow. as you, but every now, cause we're in Metro Detroit, but like if we go up North in the uh, upper peninsula, they get like uh, weather like you guys get. Michigan, uh, Michigan. Cool. My mother, uh, my mother, uh, my mom was from Bay City. So shout out to the to the, the mitten and uh, and the Upper Peninsula. Um, the soldiers, man. Those guys. I'm like, man. <laughs> those guys will live through anything. <laughs> um. So, can you talk a little bit about uh, about your podcast and uh, 
Well, what made you make the, well, you're still making music. You're still, let's, let's talk a little, let's start with your music. All right. Um, what motivates you to, to write and, um, and then how do the two things come together? Uh, um, how do they coincide? The uh, podcast and the music. They kind of accidentally, uh, came together because like, I wasn't really doing anything. I was kind of like, like not paying attention, you know, getting into relationships, working, uh, taking care of my kid, like doing that kind of stuff and just kind of living life. And I would still like, you know, as far as music wise, I would still write a few things, maybe record here and there, but I wasn't really pushing anything in particular. Like, I guess I was probably deflated. You get deflated. It gets, it's such a, a task, you know, and especially when you know you had opportunities that you did squander, you know what I mean? You're like, I had opportunities, but I, I messed it up. Like, so it gets demoralizing, you know? So I was kind of like in a little rut. And then, like I said, I don't know, like I got out of my relationship and then like I started going out and then this like whole coronavirus thing hit and I was like, well, can't even go out. And then like <laughs> I started watching the news and I started seeing like, and at that time, like I hadn't been talking about conspiracies. Like I still believed what I believed. Like I say conspiracies, but like my, I'm more into the like talking about like the central intelligence and like a lot of the things that are real true that can be proven. They're not like. I'm not talking, I don't talk a lot about space aliens and stuff like that. So it coincides. So in, uh, after the COVID stuff, like me and my buddy were talking all the time. And after my breakup with my girlfriend, my last girlfriend in 2019, I started listening to podcasts. I really never paid attention to podcasts. And typical, I jumped on who? Joe Rogan. Of course, you're going to listen to Joe. He's like the gatekeeper of po- one of the gatekeepers, you know? So I listened to him and he kind of spiraled me off on a couple other ones. And then I got a couple other ones. And then I got onto this uh, podcast called No Agenda. And No Agenda just fucking, I don't know, man. They just kind of, and just hearing Joe Rogan always saying, anybody can make a podcast. Anybody can make a podcast. And then listening to No Agenda, it kind of put it together like, yeah, I could, okay. That kind of lines up with what I, you know what I mean? Like what I would want to do. And I just started trying to talk about like and deciphering and kind of breaking down the propaganda of the news and how it's kind of choreographed and that the left, the right, it's all just this theater. And I think people need to realize that like, we, and I even tell people that are on the far conspiracies, well, I say, I don't care what you believe. You might be right. Like a lot of people believe Michelle Obama's a man. I do personally, I do not. I do not believe that. I've seen a lot of proof. I've done my own research. I'm saying if you if it is, it, that's just me personally. And people do get upset. Like they, that's why I think people are too invested and rooted in these things. They get very upset with me, and I go, "Look, man." They go, "I thought you're a conspiracy guy." I'm like, "What are you talking about, man?" Like, like I'm just all I'm saying is that I speak my mind, and I see things that are conspiratorial, and some are not even conspiracies anymore because they've been proven to be true. But yeah, people get mad or like lizard people. Like I'm entertained by all that. Like I listen to flat earthers. Like people get mad at me too because I go, look, man, I understand. Like I have nothing against anybody. I say there's, I always tell them too and I don't understand why they get mad at me. I go, I get it. I see the possibility of you being right. You could be because I really don't know. Like I've never, I don't know if you know this, but I've never been to space. Like, you know what I mean? But from what I, from the knowledge I know, I just say shadows, man. I go, man, explain the shadow. And I said, and I even break it down. I go, if you, here, here's an experiment you could do. And I don't know if it would work or what. Prove to me that, because they say the sun goes like this, right? I say, prove to me that if the sun going like this stretches a shadow that way or something. Or if it's a curve, you know, I mean, do some, the experiments I've seen, they failed. 
I have nothing wrong with someone trying to figure it out, but like this whole like I'm right and that's it. I don't like that attitude, and that's not what I. Uh, that's not what we're about over here. We're about learning and trying to figure out and having conversations with people because I don't know what I don't know anything really. I know what I know from my experience, but I don't know anything about anybody else's experience. I think it's about that. And then, like I said, breaking down this propaganda that has been coming heavy down and people say it's Fox and then people say it's CNN and I'm like, it's all of them. <laughs> Which leads to my next question. Would you like to, to discuss Operation Mockingbird? I would love to. And that's like, that's, thank you. Because some people like at first they were like, oh, so you're like, uh, did this to kill the Mockingbird, the book. And I was like, ah, nah, man, you know, uh, Operation Mockingbird. <laughs> Yeah, and that's another one. Like that's that's kind of what I base it off of because, like I said, you know, there's everybody out there. There's the people that believe in UFOs. I'm not saying I'm not saying I do not believe in that. I I I'm just open to the possibilities. I just don't know. Same thing with religion. I don't know. I'll listen to you. I love hearing people's stories though. Like talk to me about your religion. Talk to me about what your beliefs are. That's cool. That's entertaining for me, and I learn more from it, and it gives me more knowledge of it. But as far as me, nah, man. Like I, I try to base it on as much fact as I can because that's how. How am I gonna prove to people that things are going on? Saying, "Hey, man, there's lizard people." Do you, come on, man. Hear yourself talk. If you say that, you know you're gonna turn people off right away. And I'm like, look, man. My basis is Operation Mockingbird. You have literally CIA agents not only for at first just implanting stories, you know. Shifting the way that's how we got, and they not only just Operation Mockingbird is a lot talked about, like the journalist wise, but it also leaned a lot into the movie industry. That's why you're seeing Disney at the time with a lot of Nazi propaganda trying to push people into World War II, and that's actually what pushed us into this taxation theft policy that I disagree with because I think that we're I I don't understand I have no problem helping each other if if we were actually paying taxes and it was actually helping my common man I wouldn't mind you know what I mean I I would I would enjoy it but where's my receipt give me a receipt then every year I need to see my receipt and what actually happened and what was actually paid for instead of this bureaucracy where you're making a bunch of meetings of people together and trying to and solve nothing and then you have the, uh, this Operation Mockingbird where you can just put information into the media and to make the people think you're right or that uh, lean them to your agenda, which these people that they believe, you know, how many people since the 50s, 60s, 70s, they find their anchor like, you know, uh, Walter Cronkite is the most notorious that like people just uh, that's America's anchor, right? When he spoke, they believed him and they they felt he was genuine. They felt so it's just so like mind boggling and kind of disgusting to think that they use this image. And, and if you look at this replica, it's been done in all kinds of other industries, but it's, that was the blueprint. You know, you see Walter Cronkite, he's like, I'm here for you, man. Look, I was here when JFK got killed. I was here when the Vietnam War. But he's also feeding you this other propaganda story of where, why did we go to Vietnam? Vietnam was something we should never have been in. And it was actually a secret war at first. It was very hush hush. But then, I forgot what exactly happened, but there was some kind of like a uh, big conflict that the Gulf of Tonkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. So, so the Gulf of Tonkin. This is where uh, where it gets really interesting. Do you know whose dad was in charge of the Gulf of Tonkin? Come on, that Bush or or no no or Jim Morrison? No 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 no. Jim Morrison's yeah, dad. Yeah, 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 that's I, right. I knew there was one. Oh, yeah, yeah, Admiral Morrison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So. 
So you you see people, and you start seeing, um, and, and you can get all into the to the books. Um, it's called Weird, Weird World of the Canyon, uh, uh, Weird Tales of, of the Canyon. It's about Laurel Canyon in California and all the crazy shit. Now, uh, all the people people whose kids are associated with three-letter agencies, artists themselves who are attached to three-letter agencies, and the influence that they had uh, on, on the arts and music scene and everything that was going on, how it was all wrapped up in, in all of whatever you consider the dark stuff, it's the dark stuff. Um, I dabbled a little bit in that. Anyway, so yeah. I, I dabbled a little bit into that too, like where like uh, that's how I remember that I knew it was one of them because there was a couple other big artists that like their family members were either involved in the MK Ultra or involved in high military ranking secret operatives. It's it's very telling and that they were very prominent in the music industry and very influential. And I tell people all the time, like, don't you think that, th like, people go, oh, yeah, well, like, in 92, Bush uh, Sr., uh, supposedly, he, because it was already, went, and this is the crazy thing, people don't believe Operation Mockingbird, and they think it's conspiracy, I'm like, dude, it was talked about in Congress, man, this was debated on, they had to, CIA was, it was getting grilled. This is on the CIA website. You know what I mean? You, this is uh, no knowledge, but they say in 92, supposedly Bush Sr. says, we're not going to do it anymore. So because they say they're not going to do it, we're like, oh, all right, guys. Like, come on, man. They're just going to. And we fell asleep again, and people aren't watching the government. They're letting them get away with it because you're going to. It's this whole utopia idea that people have, like a lot of, especially along the left, they have this like utopian idea. And I go, you do know, and even a lot of libertarians, they were like, okay, we'll beat the tyrant and it's over. I'm like, it's never over, man. Liberty and freedom will always be challenged by tyrants. Always, always. It's not going to, it's not going to change, but you can keep an awareness and keep those tyrants very down. So it's very easy to defeat them. It doesn't even take violence. You know what I mean? It takes just education and speaking to people and building bridges, but we're too much at each other's throats for some reason. <laughs> uh, agreed. I agree. And I think a lot of it is manufactured by people who want us fighting against, uh, fighting amongst ourselves. If you can, uh, if you can get people to see that the people that are, you know, the, the, the water walkers, the people that are uh, telling us how we should be living and, and how these other folks are scumbags are really doing some scumbag shit themselves on an individual level should maybe reconsider how they receive their information and, and how they, they trust people. Um, the, the, the two most recent examples being, you know, like TI and Marilyn Manson, like, Come on, like we we knew what we knew what Ti and Tiny were about a, a long time ago. It's not like when they were popped in L.A. with like ecstasy and guns. Like you know, uh, they they I don't know. I, I think that after a while, Tiny gets boring by herself. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think they do do this and they shake up this uh, because it's very interesting that the people that come out with. Uh, some of the things they have to say, like I thought it was very interesting during the Trump era because it's really funny to me because I always hated Trump, man. I just don't like him. Like, like not like how these liberals, like just on a different level. So I always tell people like when they argue with me because I'm against mass and stuff, like I have my own debates on that. They go, oh, yeah, you and your fucking leader Trump. And I'm like, man, fuck Trump. I always say because I go, I don't give a fuck about that motherfucker. First of all, that motherfucker doesn't know who I am. 
<laughs> so I don't give a fuck about him. Second, I've been talking shit about him since 1997. You just started talking shit about him because you thought it was trendy. So get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Like, they always try to come at me like that shit. That shit pisses me off. And some, and it's funny because me telling that to a Trump supporter, I actually get... They don't even get mad at me for that. Because I tell them, look, man, I get it. I don't bash him all the time because I see what's the point when everybody's already doing it. Why well, am I going to lay on something? Especially when there's stuff that you can see is obvious lies and obvious way to stir the pot and put us into this direction and put everybody into this, oh, he's a Trump guy. Dude, man, fuck Trump. I tell him all the time, like, I, I hate all of them equally. <laughs> so I live in a state that went 65% Trump. Like, overwhelming uh, red state. So, so like, while um, to hear someone say, like, oh, fuck Trump, it's just, it's like, it's funny to me. Like, it makes, <laughs> it, it makes me smile. Like, I voted for Joe Jorgensen. My team oh, me always too. loses. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I, I've gotten used to it. Like yeah, yeah. I voted for Gary Johnson. Um, I voted for Gary Johnson because he faked a heart attack on stage. <laughs> um, and for those of you, oh, so uh, we, we, we've talked about previously on the podcast, Gary Johnson was on stage with a woman who said that your chance of a heart attack goes up some ridiculous number within 30 minutes of smoking cannabis and on stage in front of an audience a man running for president grabbed his chest and fell out of a chair which means there's a really good chance that in the last 30 minutes he smoked pot however it was that pre-2015 super duper doja like whatever whatever cultivators learned in mass since 2015 2016 um can can can't be uh quantified Oh, you're saying like the, the weed sucks now? No, no. I'm saying that like if you look at – I'm not saying the weed sucks at all. I'm saying he was – before before we got supersized weed, like when you could go to retail and like the top shit yeah. was like 18%. You're like, oh, shit. This tested at 18%. And now you got shit that's like testing out at like 31% with like, I don't know, 2% terpenes or whatever, right? But it's like, oh, shit. They've got like super weed. So he, did, they, he didn't have like – GMO to yeah, GMO. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he got it. Well, it's interesting. He got like, I thought you were saying that it was whack because me and my buddy were kind of talking about that. We we're like, man, it just does seem like that. Now that it's kind of been more mainstream ties, it's just been like, like I go to a guy still, you know, but like when you go into the shops, like, first of all, they destroy out here. They fucking destroy you, man. Like literally, like there's like one shop, like, cause this opened uh, like right before the, the whole virus thing. <clears throat> And they only let, like, one shop get a license. And, like, five more were supposed to get it, but I don't know if they ever got it. Where you could go without having a, a prescription. You know what I mean? So I went into the yeah. one, and I was like, I, first of all, literally, I waited, like, an hour and a half to get in this bitch. And it was cold outside. Because, like, they only, they allow the medical people to get priority. So you can just go in for the part. So I was like, whatever. Like, I already knew kind of that was going to happen. <laughs> I waited. I, uh, I went, I got in. Dude, I got two eights of one purple, some purple shit, and some fucking one other kind of some like cushish shit. You know what I mean? Like not even that great. I'm a little bit uh, uh, of a spoiled, spoiled motherfucker because I'm I'm from Southern California, and like we have. I, I was just everybody that was around me had a lot of good stuff. But anyways, 
It was good, decent, but so for that and two cartridges, I spent like $190, man. And of course I had to spend it because I was like, I'm already in line. Like, what am I going to be like? Oh, what? <laughs> I, got, I just waited I got two hours. <laughs> I waited two hours to get into the restaurant. And by the time I got there, all I wanted was a salad. My hunger had departed. Yeah. Why would like, I couldn't believe it though. Uh, I was like, and and when you looked at the receipt, it was all like tax. Like you're talking about like a fucking forty percent tax or thirty percent. Like it was huge. It was a that, and then like they just had over and they had overinflated prices, and I was not impressed. Like it was cool, but it was not nothing that I was like, oh yeah, I'd rather go to the guy that I go to. That sometimes he doesn't have fire, but like you know, at least he gets me through the time because. And it's a, it's it's affordable for me, like where I could get some fire sometimes, and then sometimes he you got some alright fire, but like it gets you through nothing like you know where you're like sometimes like where you're like hey man I'm gonna have to return this back, <laughs> but he has options. He always has like flavors and shit, but it's just it does seem like people have been getting a little bit lazier on the game, or maybe they've uh, been or maybe they've been being broken up because I do know a lot of places have been broken up. I've had a lot of friends that have been uh, affected by that where there's. You know, maybe they have like a certain operation that's not compliant to the city or whatever, and they they break that shit up. Yeah, so we haven't really had, uh, that I'm aware, had much of that problem in Alaska. We've had folks that have used like really fucked up pesticides, uh, like Eagle 20. Um, you've had uh, major retail operations um, selling moldy weed labeled as something else. You've had, you've had little shit here and there. Um but the market here, which is has been like retail existence since I believe 2017. Yeah, you guys were um there. Yeah, we. I mean, there was there was Oregon, uh, there was like Washington, Oregon, and, Denver, and Colorado, yeah, Colorado, right? and then you guys, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then we were. Yeah, and then then we went legal in in 20, uh, 2017, which was like when it, it became legal legal, but. Um, you know, so retail has been around for a minute and we've been able to get to a point where you can, you can get fire, like, and, and the, the numbers are just numbers, right? Like anything else, they're inflated. I know that the bud that I'm getting that says it tested at 20%, I know that was a top cola. I'm informed enough as a consumer to know that what got tested was the very best of the best. And I, and I've heard rumor in the past that folks have dusted a little bit of keef on top of their uh, top cola. So that it tests a little bit higher. So there's more THC. I've heard rumors of such a thing. Um, but generally speaking, you can get something that when it did test, tested out at 20 something percent. Now, uh, especially if it's a virtual uh, vertically integrated place, a place that it grows and sells their own weed. Um, you can get that easily for like 40 bucks. Um, and you can get, you know, if you're looking for just like blunt, like blunt weed, um, you know, uh, you know, you can you can find a good eighth for like thirty bucks. It, and, it's, and it I could mean, have been possible too that I could have maybe got like a better deal if I knew that place, but like I felt kind of rushed, and then I was just like, "Fuck, man, that's so much fucking." Like, <laughs> like the first one discouraged no. me and I was just like and then plus me too like I've never really been like one of these dispo guys because like I've always been like man 
I always say like I was. It was always my joke. Like I mean, I'm supporting the small business, man. You know, the the, the local pharmacist. Yeah. You know, and I've always had guys, and I just find people, man. It just usually works out better, even if they go to the dispo. I just rather I just I don't see the like. I know it's a lot of people that love being in there, and like I just go, eh, I don't know, man. Like I just want my shit and chill. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's even better when someone like my new guy's perfect. Like literally, like most of the time, he just go. I call him. And I just, he's like, it's in the garage, it's in a fucking paper bag, I just walk in the garage, drink my shit, get that shit, <laughs> I'm out, man. And yeah. I love it, because I'm just like, yeah, man, like, not no nothing against no one, but, you know, like, sometimes when you're getting off work, you're like, man, I'm just trying to pick up gold and, like, handle my shit, you know? And then sometimes, like, yeah. people want to be talking, I'm not trying to make a whole day out of it, I'm trying to go in and out. And so- yeah, yeah. Well, that's the the cool thing about the, the, the dispensaries up here and where I live. I live in rural Alaska, right? Okay. So, like, the weed... The, the weed that you're getting in stores, like I, I know the growers, right? So, um, so that's who I'm like, I, I, I know who I'm buying from. Uh, they've been on the podcast, um, you know, and the other cool thing about being up here is you have so many dudes who've just been, you know, like growing in their, you know, their garage for like 30 years. Right. And it's like, uh, it's like Bruce Lee with kicks, you know, like I don't fear the man that's practiced, you know, 10,000 kicks once, you know, I fear the man that's practiced one kick, 10,000, whatever it was, whatever it was that he said about kicks, imagine that to weed, yeah. uh, equate that. And this dude has been growing his weed for 30 years and it makes him happy. It's like, it's like getting steak from a butcher. Yeah. Oh, for sure, man. That's, that's kind of like, yeah. I think what kind of, uh, uh, hurts my image of out here because I'm so like um, that's why I say I'm spoiled. Like I knew like tons of growers, tons of people. Like where you're getting like you like you said, you know what you're getting, you know what like exactly like how it was grown. Like the and then now like I'm just like kind of going off of random people. So like obviously there's probably a good market out here that I don't know of. You know what I mean? I I always tell that to, that also is too. This what I see it sucks. Like it's a, I got a guy that's pretty good, but other than that, but also I was, I'm not going out all the time anymore either trying to meet people. So I'm not extending that network. And I have a couple of times ran into a couple of people out here though, that have had some fire though too. But usually I will say that they do say it's from Cali. So. (laughs) Um, I think it becomes easy to become that guy or that, that girl or that other that just gets angry about shit and you want to become that guy. And it's always pissed off. And like, and I see dudes that becomes their fucking persona. There's, you know, like there's a dude who goes by angry vet on Instagram and you've become this persona where you have to be angry all the time. You can't smile. You can't imagine how angry Sean Hannity is getting a blowjob. Right? Oh like, my god, man! Give me more border pills. More border pills. <laughs> Can't be happy about anything ever. <laughs> um, like you're professionally angry, and I don't. A, that's not fun. B, the people that are into like I say crazy shit on the internet, um, always A have done way more research into the subject that I have than I have, and it's probably way more entertaining. Like some to some degree, because I've talked to a few people like la- uh, last night, I was supposed to do a debate with somebody, but the guy like four people flaked on me because they were talking shit on Twitter. Like, oh, fuck you. I'm like, well, let's talk shit about it, man. Here, let's jump on Instagram right now, man. Like and I told him, yeah. like, hey, 8, 8 p.m. Like, dude, get your shit together, whatever your argument. They didn't show up. But then I uh, one of my followers just hopped on and I let's talk, talk to her. She had some good shit to say. But the thing is, is like they're so rooted into 
they're they're so rooted and invested into their uh, beliefs that they will not like look at it the other way. And I was telling her like, dude, do you realize that if you want things to really change, then you have to build bridges. I know you're mad because Biden won and Trump lost, and you want to hate the liberals, <laughs> but somehow you have to get through to people. And what I try to get across to people is like. Build bridges, man. Like, okay, obviously we don't all think the same way. And, and stop pushing these crazy, like, I know, like, it could be true. You could be right. There could be lizard people. I don't fucking know. But, like, obviously you know that people are going to be uh, put off by that. Why would you use that as your talking point? Use your talking points on stuff that you could actually um, explain. You know what I mean? That you could actually prove that you could put in their face instead of saying like, hey, look, yeah, we know that there has been sightings of UFOs, but we don't have evidence of it. But I'm not going to deny that there could be a possibility of it. But when I'm showing you documentation of like you were saying about, uh, you know, Operation Mockingbird, uh, uh, Operation uh, Project Monarch, you know, these these documentations of people brainwashing American citizens um, people implanting stories to make American citizens and playing propaganda for U.S. citizens to, to think a certain way and to be pushed into agenda. And it's just crazy that people don't realize that. And I'm like, stop fighting with the argument that you know you're going to lose. Look at, the, look at the facts. You might be right, but what's the point of it? What are you going to prove? Like flat earthers, I tell them all the time, what are you proving out of that? So say you have definitive evidence. What is that going to change? It's going to change nothing. The evidence I'm telling you is that there's corruption and that we need to shrink the government and we need to build bridges to the other people that are dealing with the same shit that we're dealing with, whether they're black, white, Asian, uh, Polynesian, Tongan, Samoan, you know what I mean? Japanese, whatever, Chinese, whatever religion. Uh, probably fucking, you know, you can never get them all, man. There's so many people in the world. There's so many ideologies. And we try to box it in that all of us, whether in the world or even in the United States, that there's these few ideologies. Like, I think it's hilarious that they think that there's two ideologies in the United States of America, Democrat, Republican. What do you mean? There is, like, probably... Thousands, if not almost a millions of different ideologies of that may be similar and that you can line up. But what I tell people all the time is the 99% has what? In common. We all want to live a decent life, make enough money to where we can feel comfortable, take some vacations, and live with our family and be able to pursue our dreams. That's it. It's not a, it's actually probably something that 99% of the whole world wants. But we're constantly fighting over these ideologies where people say, oh, well, this is unfair. Well, first of all, we already know life is unfair. And why don't we look at the root of the problem instead of saying that like, oh, these people are Nazis. These people are this and that. No. Why are people mad? Why were people mad during the summer from the BLM riots uh, and protests? Why were people mad at the Capitol riots and protests? Why? Because the quality of life in America sucks right now. If you raise the quality of life, then obviously people will stop being violent, stop being pissed off, and they will be loving life and they will prosper and they will build more. But if you don't do that, then it's going to continue the way it's going. And unfortunately, I think that we've been stuck in this uh, financial crisis for a long time that, that people think is it like a lot of the Trump people always go, oh, Trump in the economy, Trump in the economy. No, you don't realize that he just furthered the bubble. This bubble was going to pop. It's inevitable. And I think that the government made a lot of mistakes and that we're in big debt. And that's why they're making all this conflict so they can make it seem like, hey, it's not us, it's you. 
So first off, I don't believe that wealth is finite, right? Like by sharing the wealth and by making things easier for other people, if you're already in a good position, you're not making things harder for someone. Uh, you're not making, you know, you're you're not hurting yourself by helping someone else, right? Or or by by sharing the load. Um, for sure. But well, a wealth isn't finite. But on top of that, the currency, the way that we raise capital, that we generate capital, it's a it's a fiat currency. It's money with no backing. There's nothing supporting it. It's paper money. Your hundred dollar bill has as much actual value as your one dollar bill. There is nothing behind it other than a couple of zeros. All right. It, and we're spreading so much of it and just pressing out and giving away so much more that what we actually have is it just ends up being uh, devalued more and more. So we're, we're talking about um, all kinds of I mean, there's a lot of a lot of shit to touch on, especially when it comes to the economy. Uh, I oh, do want to roll sure. back a second. Yeah, go for, to, go for to it. the lizard to the lizard people <laughs> and stuff. Like there is. Oh, we can't pretend that all of the information that we look for as as truthers or people that are just looking for more information, we can't pretend that a lot of it isn't misinformation, stuff that's been intentionally released to certain people to serve an agenda. We have examples galore of bad information being presented, and that's a lot of that is what Operation Mockingbird uh, was. Uh, people in positions, creating a narrative, spreading a narrative, um, inventing a narrative, and then presenting everything behind it. That's what makes things like Wag the Dog such an important book and film, um, because you start seeing that there is uh, there is a mass media behind all of the information that we're receiving from the people we are, in fact, receiving it from. And it's not like it's not like they haven't lied to us before. I understand, like when you're a flat, when someone says they're a flat earther, I understand what it's like to not not trust the NASA a hundred percent. It's not like For they sure. haven't presented false information in the past. It's not like the and this is what a lot of the appeal for Trump was was Trump told a lot of people, fuck you, that the average individual wanted to say, fuck you too. He said, fuck you, Nancy Pelosi. When I was uh, I was on a deployment and there was a security detail that was presented for Nancy Pelosi, she was not a popular individual uh, when she touched down at that base. Not saying that she was, un, un, uh, there was ever any like threat to her life or her existence, but because she was a West Coast liberal, she was not viewed in a great light on that base. But she didn't. She wasn't there for the base. She was there to sell arms to the Qataris. Yes. All right. That's really that's what these folks exist for. Be, what, essentially, what it is 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 somebody's got a industrial complex. A hundred percent. But it's all tied together. It's it's tied to it's tied to nutrition because I can tell you from experience. The, the, the folks who are providing the shitty cereals uh, to in, in, in your um, in your uh, grocery stores are providing individual packed shitty breakfast cereals uh, to, to deployments. It's all about a contract. OK, that's why it, the, the um, uh, having someone like Dick Cheney uh, as vice president after 9-11 for the invasion of Iraq, that's why this, it's a big deal because there were no bid contracts worth billions of dollars that were just dispersed to companies like Halliburton and, and subsidiaries like KBR. Uh, and so it's, but you know, like he didn't have a real interest, 
Um, and so there's a history of business uh, being tied in at the, in the executive branch. And we see it in, in this case now, um, both with Joe Biden and, and his business uh, connections, and then with Kamala Harris and her connections to big tech, which ironically, they're all, they, they supported her uh, while she was the attorney general for the state of California. However, all of those companies are now moving to Texas. They're all moving to Utah. Okay. Um, but they're still supportive of her because she is supportive of their agenda. If everybody's, if the prosecutor, if Kamala, the prosecutor is holding hands with big tech, you have to know that whatever that you are doing on a big tech platform, uh, is, is at real risk of becoming actual evidence. Oh, for sure. Um, because they hold the keys for everything. Yeah. And, and they're, they're, they are Um, like, Everything we're using, even we're talking shit on Bill Gates, and you know this is this is part of his company. Like even though he's not like CEO or whatever, but he's part of the board. And there is actually like uh, filters that they catch you saying certain names that they'll either not ban you, but usually like take down the post or like you know they call it bullying. If you say stuff about Tom Hanks or Bill Gates right now, bad. Um, especially with memes, I've had it uh, instantly. Like as soon as you post it, like it instantly goes, "This is bullying," uh, and you gotta like, and they, they don't even let you post it, man. Like, and one of them wasn't even bullying; it was just like a one where it was like, "Hey, food, like you know, food supplies, like this, like no water, blah blah blah." And Bill Gates wants to give people vaccines. That's it. Like it wasn't saying like I don't understand how that was bullying, but. Just kind of pushes that that more of that narrative of where people are like it's just like sometimes you get like annoyed because you're like it's a fake society but like you said it gets it more it makes it worse when like people like us we're the ones that are supposed to challenge the narrative on both sides we're not supposed to be de- definitively like yeah the earth is flat we don't know but we'll challenge that maybe it is maybe it isn't and we need to look into it but a lot of truthers have forgot about that and they want to be because of this I don't I'm not gonna claim anything I'm not trying to point any fingers but there is some that like claim like they do this for money and they do this for for influence and and clicks would i love to get paid for this sure but like i know right now that my show that's why i'm starting another podcast that i'm probably gonna have ads for but for the kill the mockingbirds it's a different uh format it's a if i do adapt anything it might be uh like a uh one of those value for values that's what uh, the podcast no agenda i listen to does where you know what donate what you feel is valuable you know what i mean if you feel like this is a valuable show valuable two bucks a hundred bucks three bucks whatever you value it at because i don't think that i don't want to put any advertisement on there if i do it will only be advertisement of things that i actually want like i'm thinking about doing some advertisements for like podcasts i like and shit and kind of like put because there's a lot of shit i want to get people to start listening to like other people that i believe will help them get get there you know what i mean because like i think this is like a pathway to help people too like i want it to get out there and i want it to be successful but i want to uh, promote all of us because I think there's a lot of voices besides mine that need to be amplified. Um, two things, I and and this is this is this is one is for your ego. An ego uh, is not your amigo. I've got that tattooed on me. I live by it. However, the only way to really think about that is that Tom Hanks personally follows you and he gets offended by everything that you post about him. All right, I have a follower in Moscow. I just assume it's Putin, right? <laughs> Only healthy way for me to think about it is that it's either Putin or it's Ed Snowden, right? Yeah. And maybe I got 
two listeners in Moscow, and it's both of them because I'm fucking. And Tom Hanks himself, he's shadow following you because he's like, I'm, 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 I'm listening to Kill the Mockingbird, and I have to, I have to defend. He's bullying me specifically, and I would know because I'm Woody. Which, by the way, it's not at all suspicious that the last movie he released, he's protecting a little girl uh, from child traffickers. Crazy, right? Fucking weird that Tom Hanks is now in that movie. Don't think of me as the bad guy. Here's a movie. Here's me pretending to be the good guy. But um, I'm glad you brought up Tom Hanks because I've wanted to talk to somebody about this. Uh, and, and I'm recording again because uh, you went on an awesome rant that needed to be fucking recorded. But Tom I, Hanks. I do that, I, man. So, like, just keep Chet. me guided. <laughs> his son, Chet. Are you familiar with Chet? Uh, a little bit. Like, I've seen a little bit of his antics and his some of his... I don't follow him, but I've seen, like, some of his antics and postings that have, you know, gone around the internet. I'm sure you've seen as well that have been kind of, like, out there. Absolutely. So... First off, I want to throw out this disclaimer. This uh, this disclaimer that my friend Curtis said on this podcast. Um, er, nothing I say is real. Everything I say is pure entertainment. I hope you laughed. Uh, it was a joke. Uh, everything is for entertainment. So, Chad Hanks he goes through this wash where he washes his Instagram every once in a while, and I don't follow him, so I don't get all the updates. But I go back every once in a while because it's Tom Hanks' kid, and if you're into conspiracies, you can have a lot of fun with this one. Oh, yeah. One of, the first, one of the photos that I have saved is this side profile where you see his head. His He's got a fucking Anunnaki head, all right? He's got <laughs> the head of a seven-foot interdimensional uh, space alien, right? So so with that being said, I, I kind of feel bad for Tom Hanks because I'm sure that wrecked Rita Wilson. Um, but he's also got um, the all-seeing eye tattoo on his chest, on his heart. Okay, now when he debuted that uh, on on his Instagram, there were hashtags like I'm trying to remember what they were exactly off the top of my head, but it was like I can't hide who I am, I am who I am, yada yada yada, some stupid cryptic bullshit. Um, now you look at other celebrities um, who have very similar tattoos. Guys like Dave Batista um, has that very same tattoo, and when he debuted that on his Instagram, it was by the way, it looked like. Like the, the the gay porn equivalent of a headshot when he debuted it on Instagram. It was like his shirtless, oiled-up body in a black and white. And he's got his his little all-seeing eye tattoo. And it's one of those hashtags, something like, I can't hide who I am. You are who you are. Be yeah, yourself. Some shit like that. Sort of those, one of those... Um, that if you get into the dark shit, you know, they have to tell you that this is what they're doing in order for them to do it. Um so, so again, everything is a joke, yeah? If you're at the highest levels of the uh, Illuminati in the entertainment industry, the only thing that that tattoo could possibly represent and could possibly make sense is that if you are a powerful enough dude in the dark forces of the entertainment industry, you get to fuck either one of those two dudes' faces because you're at that level. There's a 65-year-old dude who's face-fucking Dave Batista or Tom Hanks' kid because it's Tom Hanks' kid. And that's the only reasonable explanation. For sure. Like, I could see that. And I also compare it to, like, this. Like, I, I look at things to me, like, 
That's why I look at it logically because I think of everything like, uh, okay, people do drugs, people drink. Why do people act like that? Like, for instance, one of my homies, like, I always think of it. He's a great artist, uh, Edgar uh, Seco. He's a great artist. And he has, like, I always tell him if you get famous, he has the all-seeing eye right here on his uh, his uh, hand right here, right? If if you've seen that and he got famous, you would be like, oh, he's got, you know, why did he get that? Like, and, and, No, no, because he didn't have it on his heart because he didn't have his No, 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 I get, I, I get what you're saying. But, that. But I'm saying yeah. like I'm saying that, but I, I'm just keeping both. I'm keeping yeah. both options available because I don't know. So I'm saying like I agree that that could be a possibility, and it does seem like very like. What I don't get is that 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 like that does throw it in people's face. Is it's like obviously when especially when you're hearing these things that are coming out like of of the Illuminati and these secret organizations. Either you're doing it because it does make you relevant. Or it is a real thing. So either or, well, we know it's a real thing because, like, right now I'm reading a book. It's called. Uh, do you know who Amy? What uh, Amy says? What the fuck is? No. Um, well, she's had her channels taken down so many times. She's such a great person to read. You should uh, check out her book. I'm like, I'm only like not even a quarter way through it, but it's called Synarchy. And then she, in the introduction, she, I'm through the introduction. Now I'm getting into the where she talks about because you know everybody says the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, they're the these predominant families, which they are, but they're only the foot soldiers. What she's saying, she's talking about like the black nobility and stuff like that. Like that's what I'm just barely getting into about the black nobility and their and the families that truly like in the bloodlines that have controlled the world for generations. Um. So I did want to throw this one thing in. One of the pictures that didn't get scrubbed is Chet Hanks hanging out in downtown L.A. with Prodigy. Now, Prodigy's last album, which you cannot find on iTunes, at least a lot, not the last time I checked, the Heligan Dialectic or Heligalligate Dialectic, right? You can find it uh, on the dark on the dark interwebs of uh of the pirate bay. I'm sure you might be able to find portions of it on YouTube, but this was, but you had the, the first rapper to talk about the Illumina, Illuminati secret society, trying to keep their eye on me. That very last record uh, that he did, uh, he gets very deep into the secret societies and how the media uses rappers to influence children. He goes into all of that stuff. In fact, he promoted that record on Infowars. When he died, um, Alex Jones gave him a shout out for being an info warrior. So like, so I say that, so Marjorie Taylor Greene, you can say the crazy shit on the internet, rich, powerful men get to get to throat fuck Dave Batista because it's a funnier world if that universe exists. And if that <laughs> universe does exist, right? Like, like if there's an old white man who's like, you know what? I get to fuck Woody's kid in the face because <laughs> I'm the shit. That's a much a box of chocolate. <laughs> no, for real. Like you never know what you're gonna get. Um, <laughs> but but like but but real shit. Um, it's it's a more entertaining case if that's the world. Then they're two stupid douchebags who aren't very bright who got the same stupid fucking tattoo. Yeah, All right, and that and that uh, is the problem. That that, that is the, the problem. And, and and then these kids too, like, and the thing is, whether like uh, secret secret society or not, a lot of these kids are not only. It's funny when they talk about privilege, right? And 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 the people that are talking about privilege, 
And it's a lot of these people, like, for me, that really pissed me off because I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? Motherfucker, you would kick me out of your party. What the hell are you telling me about privilege, bitch? Like, you're, you are the privilege. I'm the one that you kick out. So, like, all of a sudden, like, I'm privileged and you're not. Get the fuck out of here. And, and it's a lot of these white fucking liberals. I say it all the fucking time, man. Like, honestly, like, I be getting more shit with white people and for my whole life. My whole life because of how, like, I rap and, you know what I mean? Like, I fucking dress a different way. I talk a different way. Like, I, I don't sound like everybody else. And I'm a little bit, like, I sound like I'm aggressive all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tom McDonald, are you familiar with him? Tom McDonald. No, no, no. He's a, a, a rapper who um, he, he did an album with Mad Child last year. It was terrible. Oh, was it but, was it the one that they said that he just hit the charts, like the wokest rapper or something? And he has those, those braids. Like, yeah, he, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so like fake wokest and shit. Yeah. So um, Tom McDonald's been around for a while. He had a, the only rapper I know of that tried to battle him was Mac Lethal. And he wiped his ass with Mac Lethal. It was quite funny. Um, but when you look at the responses that that, that song is getting, right? The only people that seem to be upset about it are white liberals. Um, if you watch YouTube reactions, it's um, if you know you, you go through, um, it's all like positive, supportive stuff. Like white liberals are potentially the most annoying, irritating people on the planet. Yes, um, they're they're the fun police uh, unless you're them. Yeah, but I'm like, motherfucker, like, what are you talking about? You're talking about the fucking block party or the backyard barbecue. You weren't even invited. I was over there, bitch. What the fuck you talking about? Like, get the fuck out of here with your shit. Like, they didn't even want you there. I was I was invited there. You couldn't even go if you wanted. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just so funny because they're trying to tell me about it. And I understand that they don't know me, right? And I'm not talking about people that know me. But I'm talking about people that just assume that I think a certain way because either how I look well, usually now it's about how, what I say, you know, because a lot of times if you go online or if like I just say some stuff uh, uh, at a store or something like people think, oh, you must be thinking. And especially the one that's the most annoying, like I said, is the Trump thing. It's so annoying because it's like, dude, I, I don't like Trump, man. I don't like him at all. It's not somebody I even I thought it was crazy, especially being a truther. That's what kind of got me out of the truther world is that all these truthers were like, yeah, he's the guy, Trumper. And you were completely right. It felt like I was listening to myself when you said it. The reason why they voted for Trump and that's not acknowledged is because everybody's like, yeah, it was a big middle finger to the to the establishment. But. It didn't help us, really. It was just like a little, yeah, we got him. Like, that's why people are so happy. Like, when he's talking crap about Mike Bloomberg, like, this this guy's short. You know what I mean? When he's talking crap about Rubio or when he's talking crap about Biden or, or Hillary, lock her up, lock her up. Like, but it didn't happen. I said he didn't do anything. Like, there was something... And, and, actually, and actually, he made it worse because he passed laws that now if you protest or you damage any kind of federal pro property, like you at first, I kept all the conservatives like, yeah, we got them. You know, they're pulling. First of all, I don't give a fuck about you, you, Ulysses Grant. I don't give a shit about him, man. Like, honestly, I don't think that there should be, in my opinion, sports, anything. There shouldn't be a statue of any other human being because they're just human beings just like me. I don't idolize people, but I get it. Some people like it. 
But as far as that whole Civil War shit, why are we still talking about that shit? Look, we're past that. The whole thing that pisses me off is that they riled it back up with identity politics, trying to tell us, like, oh, we hate each other. When I was living in the 2000s and people started getting along, where, where, where I have a multi, where I was lucky enough to live in a multicultural place where I have all kinds of different friends. Some were not friends anymore because they have either gone to too far to either side and i'm like i don't get it bro like what changed like what made you think this and this whole donald trump thing had changed people to where either they uh were weaponized as they hated him and and, and he was the representative representative or uh, whatever <laughs> i guess the word uh of everything wrong in america or he was the hero that was gonna come save us and i'm like man come on man you guys watch too many fucking movies he's not a hero or a villain he's part of the game man he's part of the, the separated and divide because he's pushing the narrative if they didn't want him president do you think he'd be president i don't think so man and maybe he did get squeaking, but if he was such for the people, then he should have talked more for the people. And same thing with that uh, Green. What's her name? Um, Marjorie Green. Marjorie Green. When she said her thing, the only thing that disappointed me, and again, I'm very critical on people, but when she talked about 9-11, I thought she said, said like, you know what? You're right. Like, like I do know what happened, but. I think there's a lot of people, and I know for a fact there's a lot of people, a lot of people that had victims and, you know, in that tragedy that have questions. There's still people that are suffering from uh, uh, asbestos in their lungs because the building had tons of asbestos and you guys opened it within a week saying that it was fine so the markets could be back up. So these are things that that, that should be addressed. And I think she should have pushed a little bit more that there should be more, that like I know that it happened, but there needs to be a better investigation. You know what I mean? Kind of push because there's true that 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 nine eleven uh, 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 commission was fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um, the thing is, if you're going to address nine eleven, especially in front of Congress, I get and it. I didn't I didn't read what she had to say, right? But to not acknowledge Tower Seven. Going back to what I said earlier, like these are this is all coming from people who have a history of not telling the truth to us, right? And this is their job. Our job is to be entertaining. Our job is to communicate information in a way that that will make people either laugh or listen or do their own research, right? We get to talk shit. Um, I want to acknowledge what I, uh, the thing about uh, earlier I said about um, AOC and and her own whatever traumas she experienced on the day of the Capitol, right? I don't know. I don't know what she had going on, and I'm sure she had people. I know for a fact she had people that wanted to kill her. So, if you're aware that the building that you work in is under attack, and um, you have every reason to believe that uh, that there is potentially a law, a member of law enforcement who might want to kill you, um, or someone who is portraying the role of someone who is a member of law enforcement. How many movies have we seen where the bad sure, guy changes? Sure. Um, so, like, I don't want to minimize uh, her trauma at all. But, but let me drop that before you say that because I want to drop that because I did want to say this earlier because I, I agree with you that there could be some trauma. And, and I'm not here to say that whether there's trauma for her or not because PTSD is real and people experience it their own way. And I'm not someone to try to tell someone how they feel because I know anxiety and depression and all that. But my thing is the timing of everything. Why did you bring it when you were being criticized? She was already being criticized for why? Again, I'm not a progressive, but I pay attention to what the progressives do. And Jimmy Dore was pushing for, and I've been talking about this a lot, the, the pushing for the leverage to get a Medicare for all. And guess what? 
what was the leverage? He goes, you got 15 progressives. Right now, if you tell her, I'm not voting for Nancy Pelosi unless she forces a vote for Medicare for All. Do I agree with Medicare for All? No. But their constituents voted for these people on the premise that they would fight for Medicare for All. So don't you think you should represent your constituents? And, and at the moment of when someone brings up a point of when you have leverage... You have leverage to get what you need. And they go, oh, the vote's useless. It's as useless as an impeachment vote. But guess what? During a pandemic, you can put it on record to say, hey, this guy did not want to give medical help to the American people during a pandemic. It's your perfect opportunity to get what you want. And what did you do? It's not the right time. It's not the right time what every politician says. And then you want to come out and say you're not a careerist. And as you're getting smeared on that and getting smeared on other things where Tulsi Gabbard really got to her and not saying anything about a Julian Assange, just really being quiet on everything else and start really getting attacked because she was pushing for so much censorship. Right at that point, that's where I question it. Uh, if she would have said, like, it's not about her timing of, like, if she came out six months, seven months. It's not about that. It's about why would you say that? right when you're being criticized you should have just been criticized been quiet and if you wanted to say it later because you're actually dealing through trauma then get it you do it but again second point is you went through trauma i get it but you're a representative of the united states of america and unfortunately just like a man in fatigues that's over in Iraq right now that like might be uh in a situation that he doesn't want to be in he might be feeling anxiety because i don't know if you know this But a lot of soldiers also have anxiety, also have trauma, also have PTSD, also have people that might want to kill them as well. That people like you have voted for them to go to these places. And I'm not saying her personally because I don't know her record as far as war, but she has definitely – she needs to relate to that. And she should have uh, acknowledged that, like, you're right, like – I, I was defending myself. I was using this as a weapon. I was using this so you guys would leave me alone. And that's not right in my opinion. Her trauma, unfortunately, she, you are right. There were, is stupid people that probably wanted to kill her or said that they wanted to kill her or thought they could try to kill her. First of all, that's not going to happen. Because if, if the to me, that's why it's a failure on the United States government because there's no way you should even let those people get inside the Capitol. There's no way. No way, man. Any military guy will tell you, man. You have the military there right now. They're not. You wouldn't. You do not breach the Capitol. You do not breach the White House. These are the most sacred, supposedly, places in our in, in our country. We were Caracas for a minute. That's the shit that happens in Venezuela. All right. That's the that's the place that hap- That's the shit that happens in third world countries. I gotta I gotta dip out. I gotta do yeah, some yeah, no, that no, shit. Yeah, yeah, no, go for it. Go for it. I wanted to touch on um, on something you just said about Medicare for all. So um, I'm not I'm not opposed to the idea of Medicare for all. But the thing we have to to remember, right, is that um, how do you how do you mandate self-care for all? Right. Because you that's the next thing. Right. Because people are going to be very, very upset if you're supplementing the diet of someone who lives like shit, who eats shit, who exists in shit. And now we've got to pay for their new heart. We've got to give them the, the best care possible, but they provided no care for themselves. So now you have to, now you have to enforce that. Now everybody has to, now we, we start going down the, the rabbit hole of what happens next, right? You can convince enough people to buy the smartwatches that, that keep up with your heart, that's telling you how many steps you, you took. 
but you also have your your health insurance. Your health insurance is on your your phone, right? So now your your insurance company has all of that information as well. Well, you know, we're looking at your lifestyle, Mister, you know, so and so, and we notice that you do spend a lot of time eating out. You don't spend a lot of time walking around the block. You spend a lot of time in front of your TV because the Netflix that you app that you have on your TV that is also on your phone is linked to your watch. So we know you're doing all of these things. Uh, therefore your premium is going up to whatever this imaginary number this is. This already stupid number that is that is already a fake uh, number because we've inflated the economy and then we've inflated the costs of medical uh, of medical care. Um, so now your uh, your insurance costs are going up to this. Oh, we also noticed that you're not sleeping well um, because you're staying up late and that you're drinking coffee late. Um, so again, you also have these other risks that you are putting this yourself gonna, at, and yeah. you're not. This puts you in a different bracket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's what I'm against for. Well, I was just going to say, and that's and that's where they tell you to your face, and that's why you're not getting the heart, and that's why you're going to die because you have done nothing to take care of yourself. The problem with Medicare for all becomes it, it becomes you have now you have to mandate self care, um, and and then some people just don't want to do that, you know, and those people still get the same health care. Yeah, that's for sure, man. That's what happens is that and, and they get the same health care and they're not going to improve their life and the quality of life is going to go worse because they're going to push out that, especially now with all the small business being destroyed, you're going to get forced more people to go to fast food, more people to eat unhealthy, more people to, because they're trying to force people to not be able to be self-sufficient. And that's the whole point, yeah. in my opinion, is that you have to be self-sufficient and why would we want someone to build the healthcare system that couldn't build the rest of the system? <laughs> you know what I mean? They fucked everything yeah. else up. Why would we want the government in charge of that when they've already shown time and time again they fuck it up? True story. It's what they do because that's what they do. It's it's going back to bureaucracies and adding extra layers upon layers upon layers. You got to create a new tax that to pay for a new law. That new law is going to need enforcement. It's going to need you're going to need to pay lawyers to write that law. You're going to need to pay committees to make sure that what those lawyers write uh, wrote is 100 percent legal and that you know all of this shit exists and add an extra layer of something that doesn't need to exist already. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for your time. Your podcast is Kill the Mockingbirds. It is available across platforms. Do yourself a favor. Subscribe. Send him nudes. Uh, and give him weed. <laughs> yeah, if you're in Michigan sure. and, you, and you appreciate what he does, don't send it to him in the mail because we don't want him to go to jail yeah. <laughs> uh, because we wanted to give him some cannabis, some devil's love. But send him, send him a, a, a tweet. Tweet him at Kill the Mockingbirds. Um, you can Instagram him at, at Kill the Mockingbirds. Get at him. Subscribe to the podcast. Good information all the time. New episodes all the time. And uh, yeah, man, my friend, have a great day and, uh, and enjoy. Uh, I don't know. Fucking enjoy the Detroit pizza. Yeah, you too, man. Enjoy the fights tonight, man. You have a good one. No, I'm going to eat some reindeer dogs and shit, man. Like, <laughs> there you go, man. Was oh. you a Michigan guy? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, I need a reindeer hot dog lady. Let's go see. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Um, have a Appreciate great evening. Have a great me on, man. Thanks for having me on, man. You have a good one, man.
Thank you so much for your time, my friend. Have a good one. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.